I'm Olivia Wilson and welcome to ThorShare, a safe space to share your thoughts on topics that matter to you. Today I'm joined by 24-year-old clothes designer Portia Gibson and 25-year-old secondary school teacher Catherine Fergus who'll be sharing their thoughts on the boomerang generation. Now, I should probably address what we mean by the boomerang generation before we begin this discussion. So essentially when young adults return to their parents' home, sometimes until their late 20s, early 30s. Uh, Research has found that nearly two thirds of childless single adults aged between 20 and 34 in the UK have either never left or have moved back to the family home because of a combination of precarious job markets, low wages, and sky-high private sector rents and life shocks such as, oh, I don't know, perhaps a global pandemic? Uh, but thanks so much for joining me, uh, Portia and Catherine. First of all, how are you both doing? It's actually, for me, it's quite, it's, this lockdown seems quite normal because I'm still going to college two days a week and I'm working as a nanny, so I'm going to work um, in the house with the people. So it's actually like, at the moment it's not that weird because I'm out every single day so it doesn't really feel like a lockdown except for all the fun stuff (laughs) which is a bit rubbish but yes okay this time I thought it'd be awful but it's it's all right so far (laughs) that's good what about you Catherine how are you finding it all Uh, (laughs) kind of it's like like Portia said it is normal for me as well because I'm going to work every day like I work in a school but it's um like if anyone else is listening, they were kind of go, it's completely changed from what's normal. Um, like masks in corridors, things like that, just totally out of out of the norm. And um, but coming home, like pretty much the same. Like my mum's still able to do her job, my dad's still retired. So it hasn't really like felt like a massive change. It's just like Porsche said as well, like all the fun kind of been taken away from this year and there's not really that much to look forward to i i don't live with my family but i still i I still live like that independent life similar to you guys but the only difference is i just live in a different city but i still feel that sense of kind of almost trapped you know the idea that you have no choice and there's nowhere else to go is is that kind of coming into play as well a bit yeah i think some some days i'm literally i just want to get out and go somewhere else and move somewhere and do something else but um, but yeah so some days it's fine and I think it's like the same with everyone like in the pandemic some days you're like this is chilled and then other days you're like oh my god I can't do this anymore um, so it just kind of depends day to day and it doesn't really seem to depend on anything it's just literally what I feel like when I wake up that morning um, but yeah trapped is a good word <laughs> But Portia, you graduated in the summer of 2018, so you've been living at home for two years, is that right? Yes, yes. Because you live in London, do you think this is actually, it's not like the taboo, it's not like the abnormal, it's very, very much common? I mean, out of my like group of friends that are all from London, how many have moved out? Maybe two. Um, and everyone else is still living at home. And I think for me, like coming out of uni, I don't really know what I wanted to do um and so moving back home was like quite a natural thing and then I was kind of doing like lots of different jobs but didn't really have a proper stable job didn't really know what I wanted to do and I just couldn't really afford to move out to be honest and I think that yeah you're right like living in London there's so many people our age who live at home like if you're lucky enough to be brought up here then 
a lot of people just stay living at home because it's cheap and rent is expensive in London. So it makes it does make sense, but there's pros and cons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> For sure. And Catherine, you lived at home throughout university, didn't you? Mm-hmm, yeah. How, so tell me about that decision and how you found that. Because I think it's different from Portia because I suppose, Portia, you were living in halls of residence and, you know, in a different city. So you still kind of had that freedom for that period of time before coming back home and having that novelty of being at home again. Whereas Catherine, you've been like hardcore. You've, you've, st- you've, st- <laughs> you've not flown the nest, so to speak. You've, you've really built inside the nest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely have. Um, so... At first, I was like headstrong on going to Edinburgh University and like getting a house up there and moving up to Edinburgh because I live in Newcastle. Mm. Um, and I kind of didn't really know what I wanted to, to do at university. Like I didn't have, some people have like strong passions and just knew what they wanted. And I wasn't like 100% on anything. Um, all of my kind of best friends stayed in Newcastle and it kind of leaned me more towards Newcastle University. Um, so when I got accepted there, I was like, look, I'll go there. And then my only other choice now is like to move out or stay at home. All of my friends stayed at home and I looked at the cost to move out and I was just absolutely shocked. More at what they were offering to live in for the cost. Like I wouldn't mind paying something and getting a job um, if it was something that I would deem livable. But some of the halls of residence at Newcastle at that time were just like awful and I just kept thinking like I don't know if I want to pay nine grand which is already like a big topic at the moment about the uni cost mm-hmm. um, and then fork out 500 600 pounds a month on accommodation that like might make me miserable because I didn't really mm-hmm. know like I'm very you know me I'm very particular like I'm yeah. very neat I like my own space and I just I just couldn't see myself really like engaging in that atmosphere. Were you quite shocked at the price of accommodation or did you, I suppose coming from London, was anything just cheaper like? <laughs> from London, I mean to me, when they were like, for Ricky Road, okay, it was vile. It was a really <laughs> horrible place. <laughs> um, when they had the price, I thought, like, oh, that's decent, isn't it? But then my like view I realized I was looking I mean I could not afford to buy a house I don't have a job but um, I was looking at houses just you know trying seeing what was out there around me and there was a flat a two-bedroom flat with no garden for half a million pounds and I was like oh that's all right and then I caught myself and I was like that is not all right <laughs> that is horrendous so I think my view of like what's expensive kind of like accommodation wise is quite skewed um, yeah. just what's down here is so ridiculous <laughs> when people say london's expensive that that's true like this is expensive like now i found out how much other people pay for similar things um I, it was a bit of a shock to the system do you think you know at school we should have been kind of i don't know should we have been prepared for this should these conversations have happened because i think after uni i don't know it people assume that we're meant to kind of move out and, you know, eventually save up, buy a house. But we kind of, as young people, I think we accept, particularly if you're living in London, that that's just not either possible or it's really, it is really, really difficult. But no one actually addresses that. That's something we figure out on our own. Do you think it's something that should be talked about at an earlier stage so we can plan ahead and it sets us up for the future a little bit more I mean I don't know what are your thoughts about that yeah definitely I think like especially in sixth form we had 
like two sessions on these are your options and that's how to do a personal statement there was no talk about like options of kind of what each city had to offer like job prospects um the the north south divide like to be honest hasn't really been addressed like i think until recently it's kind of shown a lot more that there is a divide like i personally didn't understand the cost of london until maybe i met you or a few people at uni and i thought oh my god is that really like what you have to pay down there for like a bottle of water or a drink or food i was like that's just to me like obviously living in newcastle that was just extortionate um but i definitely think there should be more education on that and it would give like students or young adults like a better plan for their life as well because like for me I thought all right okay I'll go to uni I'll stay at home save all this money buy a house I'll be moved out by like 21 like (laughs) still here at 25 like house prices as well like I know it's like a young age to kind of tell students like like what a house price is or how to save or what a mortgage is but I really think it would just be so beneficial like you could just kind of plan your life away like more in advance you know what I mean like Mm, mm. I think it would be way way better kind of than having kind of them leave the nest and go and spend all this money and then come back from uni and think oh my god like what do I do now like all that's over and you just kind of left no one kind of like helps you anymore I think it's a really good idea because I mean I still don't really know how you'd go about getting a mortgage I have never been told I have no idea what you would even need to do. I think there's a lot of things in school they could teach you. Taxes. If you're doing um, your own, like self-employed, don't know how to do that with taxes. No idea. Luckily, I haven't made any money off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think there's a lot of things that they could prepare you for in adult life. It's not that the teachers don't, but wouldn't be prepared to do it like as Catherine says she's a teacher and thinks it's a great idea I think it just needs to be included in like the school's curriculums um and I think it would really help and I also think by telling kids obviously you wouldn't want to put them off and be like oh you probably might be living at home when you're 27 um but I think by mentioning that you know people move out different stages and that people take time to get themselves on the property ladder or whatever might make people feel a little bit less of you know if you're moving back home you might feel a bit like this isn't what you should be doing at this age and that you should be moving out and I think by letting people know that it's not the be all and end all and if you do move back home that's fine if you're still there when you're 25 that's totally fine then it might make you feel a little bit less like a failure you know like I mean I don't really feel like a failure but (laughs) you know like it'd be nice to know that lots of people do do that and it's not just you do you think um you know young people in their kind of early mid late 20s feel under pressure and if so i wonder like where is that pressure coming from is it coming from previous generations who were able to buy houses really really easily is it coming from social media is it coming from you know just general films tv shows movies you know where where is that pressure coming from is it an inward pressure that you know we should be moving out I think I agree with you it's all to do with society like our society now has built this kind of idea of every step of our life what our life should look like Mm. so like should go to university you should have the perfect boyfriend you should be married by 26 (laughs) you should definitely have had a house by this point and then it's like you should have a kid by 30 like it's all kind of rewritten and I feel like even if we don't want to kind of follow this script 
you find yourself when you're kind of lost in life comparing yourself to that script and thinking oh my god I'm 25 and I haven't I haven't got married and I haven't got a house and I still live in my pet like in the upper part of my own house and it's just yeah it's like you try and compare yourself even the people that don't think they are when you find yourself like Portia said some people find like they're a failure like I went through that so many times like every year since being since I left uni I was like this is the year I move out this is the year like I find that dream job where I move to Australia or this is the year and it just never seemed to like flow that way and every time it failed I was like I'm such a failure like this is my I'm 23 I should have got my house by now like it's like you always have an internal pressure, but I think it's built from society and the way that we're kind of looking at the world. We should be proud of little achievements and prouder of ourselves, but we kind of like just this comparison, this ridiculous comparison, like what 20, 20 odd year old can afford a 250 grand house by themselves? Like it's so unrealistic. And I think it should be drilled in at a younger age. Like a little success is a big deal like you don't need these massive milestones to be hit off at certain ages it's ridiculous I I have to say you know looking at my social media feeds at the moment I don't know what it is about lockdown or my the age we're in I don't know but I have seen so many people posting pictures of their like houses with like their their keys to their new house that they've bought and I'm just like excuse me what you what I don't understand like I, I genuinely don't understand I mean it's not my friends in London I mean that would be shocking like I would be I don't I I, I can conceive of that but it's in other cities but it does make you just I wasn't even thinking about buying a house like it's not even something that's been on my kind of radar even slightly but the minute I started seeing all these things on social media I really was like am I am I meant to be is this what I'm meant to be doing was have I have I lost the met like did I not get the memo about you know buying a house at 24 um so I definitely feel like there is external pressures I mean Portia you you sound like you've you, you know you've got your head on your shoulders you're not kind of too fussed by those external pressures do you ever find moments where you do feel like you should be doing something or are you just very much just kind of riding your own wave? I feel quite often I'm kind of like I should be, my life should be at a certain point that it's not. And I think um, this year I started a course, a tailoring course. So that's made me feel a bit better because I'm kind of like at least I'm working towards something now. (laughs) (laughs) But for two years and I didn't really know what I was doing and life just kind of is like passing me by and then the pandemic hit and I was like oh for god's sake but no I think definitely the external pressures are there like a lot of my friends from home it's not that they can't move out um like money wise like they can rent it's just they want to move out with people that are at the same stage of life or they haven't decided or like some people it was the pandemic they just said we'll go back home anyway um so I think because of that, I was always kind of like the person in my friend group who didn't have a job or had like really sporadic work. Um, and we'd go out for drinks. So I'd always just like, oh, I can't really afford more than one. And they'd be like, oh, I'll buy you one portion. I said, oh, that's very kind. But I really should be able to buy myself a pint. <laughs> I do actually want to, because a common theme, like speaking to loads of my friends, because um, loads of people obviously are in this position, particularly with the pandemic, which we'll touch upon in a moment. Um, but lots of people have talked about not knowing what they want to do leaving university or leaving school or apprentices or whatever it is and you know leaving that kind of final big time of their life where they're meant to now just 
go into the world of work in one way or another. And a huge, like a really common theme amongst pretty much 99.999% of my friends, totally understandable, not having the slightest clue what they want to do. Um, so how did you guys navigate that? And how does that feel? And, and do you think there's anything that can be done to help young people figure out what you know path they want to do? Or do you think this is just the, the natural part of life that people just have to kind of figure out themselves I mean Catherine what was your what was your process like figuring out what you wanted to do um it's jumped from job to job to <laughs> travel and just make money from traveling um like I don't know my ultimate dream obviously it would just be to do something where it didn't feel like work and you still got quite a lot of money um so from growing up with Instagram like a lot of my kind of ambition was oh my god I just want to travel and I just want to make money from it but I didn't feel like I wanted the image that went with that. Like, oh, here's an, here's a product. Let me sell it to you. Like that isn't me. I just wanted to take the photos and it wasn't necessarily of me in them either, just of the scenery. Um, so I quickly realized like maybe that isn't for me. I'm quite like a, I like my, like my own time. I don't really want my life out on social media that much. So I was like, right, okay, what else can I do? So I looked at photography and I was thinking, okay, but again, that's such a competitive industry that, I just felt, okay, I'm kind of young at the bottom of a pile here and it's going to take a, God, so long to climb to the top of making any money on photography. Um, so I kind of did like Portia was saying, she jumped from job to job, like pretty much the same thing. Like I worked at a cake shop and I absolutely loved it. And like made some really, really good friends there. Um, you know, I've worked with you in like clothing shops, like, and then it got to the point where I was like, right, I need to, I was kind of going to my job and even though I liked it, like in the back of my head every shift I was like this isn't like I should be doing something more like I need to have a, a stable income like I've wanted a house for ages and this isn't getting me what I want mm -hmm. so I kind of had a look like look around chatted to a few friends and one of my friends from like when I was dead like young at secondary school I went out for coffee and he was like oh have you looked into teaching like I think you'd be really good at it I'm gonna do it um why don't you just give it a go? Like, see if you like it. And it's something that when I was dead little, because my dad was a teacher, um, I used to, when I was dead little, um, like kind of arrange my teddy bears, like be pretend I was a teacher. Like, how cute is this? Um, so it kind of reminded me of that, like wholesome part of me when I was in my childhood. And I was like- You are very wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe I should go back to that route and like try that direction. And like, there's obviously, I always believe a slight bit of fate takes a course. Like you kind of, bring your own energy into your life you kind of like I don't know how to say it but basically I listen to my friends and I take whatever direction I'm feeling so I did the teacher training and I actually found like it quite a rewarding job and it came quite naturally like when I stood up in front of them as scary as it is looking at 32 different faces and thinking I'm going to talk about beaches or I'm going to talk about the location of India and you've just got to make it as interesting as possible um I kind of loved the challenge. I think that's what I'd missed from finishing uni was a challenge. Every job I'd done, I felt like I'd reached kind of the peak of it after like a week or two. And I was like, I'm good at this now. Like, what else can I do? Like, I always seek a challenge. And this job, like continuously, like every week's a new challenge. I really do love my job. Like even working through a pandemic on the down days when I get up and it's dark and I'm like, oh no, like another day with coronavirus. But, oh, you know, know, make it all worth it when you go to work and you have that environment. Well, what, and Portia, and I do wonder as well, I mean, do you think that it is just a part of 
you know life and growing up and getting older that you have to just figure it out on your own or do you think you know there are there should be better support systems out there to help guide people and nurture people into making that decision about what they want to do you know beyond further education or further training I think that um what I would have really liked because I did uh, like academic like politics and English degree came out and I have not I've now gone a completely different way and worked as a painter and decorator and doing tailoring mm-hmm. um and like making clothes and it's completely like it's nothing to do with reading about political theories and stuff which is fine I love my degree I found it really interesting but um I think that when I came out of uni I was kind of like in the mindset that I needed to go into something that had used my degree um and that had to be an academic thing and then that kind of didn't really work out for me like no one was really wanting to um hire me I mean I don't think I actually tried that hard but um, (laughs) I probably realized I didn't want to do that (laughs) but I think what would have been nice is throughout school and uni to know that you could like completely change what you want to do and that is fine um and that I could do something that isn't academic and that I could do something that is creative, even though I didn't do creative A-levels and I didn't do creative degree. I think, um, but I think it is, you're right. You do kind of have to just work it out, but it would be nice to have a bit of support being like, that's fine. And I think I'm really lucky that my mum and dad have always been like, my mum's a jeweler and um, she's always been like, you know, like, that's fine you can do that like go for it um and they've been really supportive in kind of like letting me figure out what I want to do and when I come up with different ideas because for two years like every week I'd have a new idea of what I wanted to do and I'd be like no this is it this is definitely what I'm going to do for the rest of my life and then a week later I'd be like nah actually <laughs> got that one wrong um like I wanted to be a carpenter. I, I can't even lift a plank of wood. I don't really know where that came from. <laughs> I remember you telling me about that. I was very impressed, but I was surprised, I have to say. Well, I really did think it was going to be my calling. Um, it wasn't. I realised that. I worked with a guy called Steve for a couple of weeks, like helping him do carpentry, and I was really bad at it. So I uh, said, so, okay, maybe not. <laughs> at least you tried. At least you put yourself out there and tried to figure it out, which is impressive. Most people don't. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what I've found the last two years. I've just tried lots of different things and there's a couple of things that have stuck. So I've tried like painting and decorating, absolutely loved it. Really, really loved it. Um, but so I was kind of like, that would be, I'd be happy doing that. Totally happy doing that. But then um, sewing, I was like, actually, I absolutely love sewing and I do it in all my free time. And all I want to do is just, if I've got a free day, is just sit down and make something. Um, and I was like, actually, why don't I just, I, there's many jobs where I can do that. Like, there's a lot of different careers where mm. that is actually what you do and you make money from it. Mm. Um, and so then I got a costume and I was going to do a course and then it got cancelled because um, of COVID. But so then I looked for another one and came upon tailoring. Um, and yeah, so I'm kind of like at the stage now where I might do be a tailor or I might go back to costume I haven't decided but something along those lines um and it's very nice knowing what I want to do now 
I'm really happy with yeah. knowing. Well, that's a good message. It shows that eventually, even if you don't think you have the first clue, you can figure it out and you will figure it out. Yeah, there's no formula. There's no kind of, you know, right or wrong way of doing it. Um, now, before we wrap up, just a quick one uh, before we go. Um, how has COVID um, impacted, um, like, your plans as the so-called boomerang generation? I mean, has it kind of set back your um, ability to move out? Has it kind of scuppered your plans to move out and, you know, in that way? Or, or has it not really? I mean, what how has, how has it impacted you guys, if, if at all? So... I always like plan the start of this year as you know as I said earlier like every year is the year I move out so this year I was like this is the year I move out and then <laughs> I had my deposit and I was like ready um and I was like thinking okay like I'll wait a little bit longer like till I qualify as a teacher and then when you do your mortgage like, you have to have a stable job otherwise there's all the questions as to how you're going to pay so I thought yeah. it's best to get a job sorted and I was thinking, right, by September, like September 1st, I'll be like out, like everything will be out. I'll have a lovely house. Yeah. Um, obviously COVID happened, but I still have my job. And that is something I'm so, so grateful for. Um, like every mortgage advisor I've spoken to has said that I'm still able to get a house, which I'm so like, like what are the chances that mm-hmm. this is still possible, like a possibility? Um, so I'm still looking and I've done a few virtual viewings like over oh. home, the little FaceTime, checking out a few houses. But yeah, it's just weird times. Um, but it's just hard to know really what to do because like in one respect, I'm kind of very appreciative that I am at home. I know mm. a lot of people who can't see their parents, who can't, like they're not in a bubble with them. They haven't seen them for ages. And, you know, I keep thinking, you know, if I move out, I'm going to, like I'll be moving out with my boyfriend so then we're a two household so we wouldn't be able to form any bubbles mm. um so I keep thinking you know I'm kind of just taking every day at home as like I'm very appreciative of it um I might not come back home again I mean I might with the boomerang generation but <laughs> I might not um so I kind of just look at it like I, I spend more time with my mum and dad in kind of previous years when I'd have been out with friends all the time or I'd been traveling for months I'm kind of just taking these next few weeks and months is kind of I'm just appreciating them a lot more and then I'll kind of focus if I find the right house on um right move I'm on that like every night looking um if I do find the right wrong one and it comes along then I'm probably just gonna go for it because I've waited quite a while and I'm ready but like you said with COVID it's so unpredictable like you don't know about house prices or whether it's really the best time to buy or there's like so much that's just went up in the air with this whole situation i don't really want to rush anything either you just have to take eight each day as it comes well that's that's all for today so thanks so so much um for joining me and sharing your thoughts um on being a member of the boomerang generation the odds are certainly stacked against us and all we can do is make the best of it so that's all for this week you can get in touch on twitter and instagram at thoughtshare underscore or on facebook just search for thoughtshare with olivia wilson we'll be back in next wednesday at the usual time at 6 p.m <laughs>